There's something so indescribably sexy about you standing in the middle of a crowd. Uh, this is going to hurt you a lot more than it will me, I'm happy to say. Mornings are about to get nasty. It's the Mizzy Bender Show. Looking for the ultimate adult entertainment night of your life? Check out MindBenderParties.com Subscribe to our mailing list to receive the latest event listings and updates. MindBenderParties MindBenderParties Where life is anything but ordinary. Hey you guys, welcome to the show. Today is another approach on trying to switch things up on you. I'm about to go live on SDC.com for one of my educational pieces, and I wanted to share it with you here so you can get a feel for some of the thoughts, conversations, and the way that it flows on there just in case you wanted to be part of it. So stay tuned, give a listen. If you have any questions or comments, definitely reach out to me at Mizzy Bender at outlook.com and we could go deeper into your thoughts and my thoughts and produce a show specifically on that so stay tuned let's get right into it all right you guys it's 4 30 right now and i'm just gonna wait a few minutes to allow everybody to get situated and log on themselves and then we'll jump into today's conversation which is all about new questions you should ask play partners so as you're you know, starting to tune in, if you want, send a message and I can read it on the side there and we can communicate back and forth. If you have any comments or questions along the way, do the same and I will be piggybacking uh, both locations here. So we'll just give it one more minute at like 4.31. We'll kind of dive into it. So the theme for today is going to be talking about questions you should ask new play partners. This is an educational piece. I think that based upon last time, people get confused as to what this segment actually is because a lot of the lives on SDC are specifically around sex and, uh, you know, the voyeurism and exhibitionism, exhibitionist part of things. But they're trying to introduce new educational pieces and really start to provide different things to the community. So that is what this show is about. I did another segment two weeks ago, I think it was, and it was a general intro to the lifestyle and just any kind of conversation communications we both had, meaning the community, you guys and myself, and we kind of just went back and forth. But going forward, there will be structure to it. So today's episode is about the questions you should ask. And then next episode, which is going to be on the 19th, will be about protecting your unicorn. And then along the way, if there's anything you want to hear about, we can always add that into the mix of things because we'll be doing them twice a month going forward. So there's plenty of opportunity for you to share your thoughts and for us to have open communication. With that being said, I do see that we start to have viewers come on. So a quick intro to who I am. My name is Mizzy Bender and I am a lifestyle advocate, influencer, whatever you want to call it. I'm really passionate about everybody being their own independent best lifestyler and that could mean a whole assortment of different things. So my conversations generally come from 
the things that have kind of gone wrong in my journey that I can share with you. But I also see it from a different perspective because we also own Mindbender Parties, which is our events business. And from the outside, we have the opportunity to interact with a lot of couples and we get to see a lot of interactions from the sidelines and have like an overall view of the different scenarios that do and don't take place that are healthy or not healthy. So I'm super passionate about sharing that with everybody and helping along anybody that's new to ensure that those things don't happen to you or at least provide some red flags. Hey, just put your hand up. I, you know, heard that this could potentially be uh, something that could get a little bit wonky. I'm glad that I heard that. Let's try and talk about it. And then we also have Mizzy's Boutique, which is a little bit weird right now from my ring light. But that now is the adult novelty side of things. And with that being said, last time we did a raffle for those that are going to be participating in the session. I have all of your names in the bucket from last time. And the winner, as I mentioned, is going to get one of the cups. And this is a Swinger Dare game. So that lucky winner, I'm going to pull it on here and then I'll reach out to them independently. Okay, <laughs> this was my favorite screen name. Lick a lot of puss 76. You won last week's raffle. So I'll reach out to you independently. And this week, for those of you that are participating, are going to be entered into the raffle to win this 20 ounce plays well with others. Tumblr, it glows in the dark. Okay, so now it's 4.34 and it's the perfect time to launch into this conversation here. So just so you know, the way that I kind of prepare my topics is somebody comes to me with a question and then I kind of do some due diligence. I go onto Facebook and all the different social media platforms such as TikTok and Instagram, sometimes Twitter, depending on how excited I feel about it. And I'll put the discussion question up. Hey, somebody reached out to me and they wanna know what are some questions that you should be asking a new play partner? And then I allow the community to have discussion and we go back and forth. So it's not just a one-sided opinion. It is the opinion of those all around us built by lifestylers. So it's a really great way to provide feedback to everybody that's listening. So along the way, if you have something that you don't hear me say that you think is super important to ask a new play partner, drop it in there, I will mention it, and then we can have conversation around it. One of the things I wanna mention before really diving into the questions is everybody plays differently, right? So you have to remember that even though these questions are probably basic questions to ask, each one of them is gonna bring a different scenario and each one of them is going to be maybe needs to be tweaked just a little bit to accommodate what your scenario is at hand because the compositions of swingers is different and our definition of swinging is all different. So that in itself will um, have a lot of variety to what we're gonna talk about. Ah, welcome to our live educational piece on questions you should ask new play partners. So the first question that I think is super important to ask is number one, how long have you guys been in the lifestyle for? I ask that question because if they're super new, I might be a little bit hesitant on playing with them because from my experience, it seems as though there's still some bumps in the road, right? You kind of jump into the lifestyle and you have an idea or interpretation of what you think is going to transpire 
but in actuality, that's not what really happens, right? And you don't know that until you go along a little bit and you've had some interactions and some experiences and whether it's soft swap, full swap, maybe just the environment, you've had some sort of, you know, something. When I find that it's like three months, six months, like for me, that's an uncomfortable thing because you need to go through all of that to kind of feel a little bit more confident and in control of what your emotions are going to be. And so I'm not selling anything, no. So we have some questions coming through here. I'm not selling anything. This is an education piece. It's something new that SDC is doing. And so this is kind of just the start of it. So you'll start to see these pop up a little bit more. Thank you, Sensation Rick. I really appreciate your feedback on um, some great parties there. So if you're new, I probably am going to press you a little bit further, right? So if I ask you, hey, how long have you been in a lifestyle for? And the answer is, oh, you know, like three to six months. My next question will be, well, who was the one that propositioned this from the start? And I will always, I'll, I'll really pay attention to body language and just the way that the conversation is flowing because for me, that tells you everything. Is it everybody's on the same page? Do you guys answer the same way? Are you aligned on what your thoughts are? So for me, these are the two critical questions that I go into a new play scenario with. And again, to mention, my play style is a little bit different. Like I am a little bit more of, I wanna get to know you. I wanna be on the same page. I probably wanna hang out with you a couple of times to see if whether you're a trustworthy person. I need to feel comfortable and feel ease in your presence unlike others that can just go to the club and just you know be super open and free and just get into the deed. So you have two different ways of doing this. So sometimes when I explain it, I'm thinking more from my perspective and how I would handle it with all the time that I have between meeting someone and determining whether or not I wanna play with them. Because it doesn't happen immediately. Sometimes, yes, it does. Other times, no. And even if it is somebody that I'm like, oh, I would really want to play with them, it takes me two or three times to be in their company to kind of figure out those couple things that I was saying, whether or not you're truth to your word. Some lifestylers have the tendency to say that they don't play with a lot of people, yet their actions show something different. Now, I don't care what your play style is and how many people you you bang or whatever, but I just want you to be honest in what it is on your lifestyle so I understand the questions to ask, right? Because if you're a frequent swinger going to the club or you know, you're know you on a good rotation of hookups and stuff, I probably will ask you a little bit more frequently if you've tested or not, right? Because if that's the case, I wanna make sure that you're being super safe in your activities. I'm gonna put a pause because I see some questions coming through. I am not sure that we got the message here, but we're not talking anything sexual, we're talking education. And let's see. I'm going to move past all of these things. <laughs> okay, not any viable questions there. Guys, I am going to ask you, if you are gonna join the live, don't be disrespectful, right? That's part of the education of the lifestyle. It is being courteous and open 
and not judgmental and accepting everybody in their own ways. And some of the communications that I see in this thread does not make me believe that you would be an appropriate person to have at our events because you are being disrespectful and I just don't understand what is going on there. So these would be red flags for me. <laughs> I'm just gonna throw that out there. And that would be the same thing that would go on on like a messenger or something of the sorts. So back to the piece here. So if somebody has shared with me they've been in the lifestyle for just a couple of months, I've gone through, okay, so who proposed it? What is the deal? I figure out kind of if they're aligned or not. Then I move on to ask, what is your play style, right? Because everybody's play style is very different and not even everybody has the understanding of all the potential things that are out there. I happen to kind of cross between kink and swing. So for me, there's a lot more questions to ask. For me, there's a few more protocols that I wanna put in place, right? Because I play a little bit more kinkier. I have a little bit more of, um, it's not degradation, but somewhere along those lines of getting a little bit more down and dirty. Not everybody plays that way, right? So if I meet a new couple and they're not exactly on my line of playing, Am I going to want to proceed to play with them? Now I have to sit there and I have to think, why are the reasons that I became a swinger? What is it that I'm looking for from this composition? So you have to make that choice at that moment in time, whether or not this couple is one that you're like, oh, hey, I don't need X, Y, and Z to be fulfilled in this particular moment. Or you know what? I really do prefer them to choke me. And since you can't do that, I'm not going to be able to play with you. And if you come to that determination right from the start, that's the time to have the communication with them, to share with them, hey, listen, you know, it's been great hanging out with you or it's been great chatting with you, but I just don't think our play styles are aligned and that we're a match. And so for that, I'm going to have to, you know, step away from that part of this relationship. But if you want to continue on a friendship, then that would be great. Now, not everybody wants to be swinger friends, but I happen to like being swinger friends. So... Back to the comments here. Um, Sensation Rick says lots of warning signs. If you are kinky on, if you're if you are kinky on the rules of the play, agree on the rules of the engagement. Yeah, listen. I know that kinksters have a little bit more of how do you like contract type deal than swingers, right? I think that sometimes depending on the scenario and the location of what this new play is going to be, there's a lot of the communication that slips to the side and that becomes somewhat of an issue. It's one of the reasons why I don't really particularly like playing at the clubs because for me, you know, I'm not sure that I'm gonna remember all the questions that I wanna ask. Am I in the right mindset to be thinking about these things? Of course, I know that that's the place to go and do it. I'm just saying for my own, you know, wants and needs, I'm more of like an at-home, you know, private away from the clubs type of thing. But that might also be because I'm so engaged in it 24 hours a day between traveling with the boutique and with our events that the overstimulation, like it just doesn't phase me anymore being at the clubs because I'm around it so much that, you know, I get a little bit more hot and heavy when we're in a more intimate setting where I can kind of like be free and not be thinking about anything and just kind of let loose. So for me, I have like a lot more in-depth questions it goes back to the kinks of like these are some of the things that I enjoy are you able to do that so 
keeping in mind time, place, and relevancy to the conversations. Monero says, I want to be a swinger, but I need a girl like you to come with me and show me this new lifestyle. Well, I think that it's okay for you to find your way independently. I don't necessarily think that you need a partner to do it. Um, You know, assuming you are a single gentleman, I don't, hopefully I'm correct on that, but I mean, I really enjoy being around single men, right? One of my favorite compositions is multiple men and my own self. There's a, there's a lot of great things that you can do with more than one. And so if you interact and engage the right way, I think that you'll find that you're more accepted than others would think that you would be, right? So to be able to get in there and engage and find your community and be open and willing to learn and not be so um, like pushy or I'm gonna say the word thirsty, you know, if you can do it in a very calm and collected way, I think that you would be well received. And I'm not saying that you're, you know, that type of person. I'm just saying overall, in general, that would be, you know, my suggestion. So I I do think that there's a way for you to do it on your own. And Sensation Rick says, you love scenario play. How do you keep your kinks alive seeing it all? So that's the thing. For me, the oversaturation of being around (laughs) this all the time, it is a little bit dulling for me, right? Because it's very difficult for me to keep my enthusiasm alive, right? So I need to make sure that I surround myself with those they know that are super free and sexual with me. And that is the way that I do it. So I have a select few humans that I either travel with or I know specifically from our events and I kind of just keep myself in that pocket. And then for me, I'm able to let loose and be more open and free in my thought process because I'm comfortable and confident in their scenario that they're not gonna push the boundaries with me in a in a location that I'm not ready to do that. And more so, we have a lot of play partners, believe it or not, that are more vanilla-like that we play with at home because it's just more personal. And I have the tendency to enjoy those moments where we can have a play partner come over, multiple whomever, and you know, drink, go in the hot tub, smoke a little marijuana. I am avid 420. All I do is smoke. That's like my day job. You know, to be in a scenario where you have that constant flirting and no rules and you could just be however you want and so just sexual at all times, that's my ideal scenario. So we have a lot more of that versus at the club and stuff. When I'm at the club, I turn it off and it's more business-like. So in an environment at home with those that are close to me, fucking all bets are off. It's great. Mr. Mrs. KS. We're a new swinger couple and we really struggle with knowing what is and isn't appropriate to ask other potential couples. Ideally friends with benefits. Our first couple was extremely quiet and to themselves and unwilling to open up to us and it made us feel like we were doing something wrong by asking questions about boundaries, etc. Okay, so this is what I'm going to say to you. There is no question that is off bounds or off limits if it's important to you. You have to remember, you guys are the ones that are making the choice to sleep with somebody else. It is not that other person's 
expectation to be able to sleep with you, right? This is your own body. This is your own choices. This is who enters and who doesn't and what you enter and what you don't. So if you feel like a question is appropriate to ask and they're not answering it for you, maybe they're not the play people for you. Maybe there's somebody else out there that you need to communicate with because they shouldn't have an issue answering any of the questions that you bring to the table. You know, you have to feel confident and secure in the decision that you're making. You don't want to leave anything open and be uneasy. And if that means talking to three couples before you actually get to the point where you find somebody that you can interact with, then so be it, right? But patience is a virtue. And I think that that's some of the things that we miss sometimes in the lifestyle because since we're swingers, people automatically assume that we're supposed to be going to the club and we're supposed to be fucking every single second. But that's really unrealistic, right? If you think about how difficult it is for you to find a play partner, you would understand what I'm saying. If you are a married couple, you can see how the intensity of finding a couple could be more great because not everybody's going to be on the same page. Not everybody's going to be aligned and not all four are going to get, you know, that crazy buzz that you're looking for. Maybe the woman's not bisexual and you are and that's one of your musts, right? So there's so many different ways, competition, uh, compositions and communications that can flow between the couple to understand whether or not it's one that you want to play with. And so for that, always hold what you feel is the best and most um, gratifying for your own self, right? It's not what anybody else thinks. It's always going to be, did they, did they answer everything that I needed to, to make sure that I feel comfortable enough to fuck them? And if not, then you don't fuck them, right? That's just it. Done and done. Next question. Milf, milf lover, would you recommend meeting someone already in the lifestyle to continue as a couple or just vanilla and convince her to join? It's hit or miss, right? So in that particular scenario, if you meet somebody in the lifestyle, I recommend then putting a pause on your lifestyle activity for a short while because you're going to have to learn that what you once knew as a single is not going to be the same as a couple and vice versa for her. She's going to have to adapt to the things that you need, want, and you know expect out of what your swinging relationship is. And so that's that one difficulty that would bring it there. I do think that you can find a composition that would be amazing and that would work out really well for you. But I would recommend if you did do that, you take a step back. Now, if you find somebody that is in the vanilla world and you want to bring them into our world, I wouldn't really use the word convincing, right? Because you don't ever want to force or feel like you're convincing somebody to do something that they don't want to. And sometimes, more times than not, the females have the tendency to just go along with what their men want because they want to please them. And in the end, they're not very happy and they feel resentful and there's a lot of messiness that goes into it. So I do believe that there is a time and place to introduce a new vanilla person into the lifestyle, but gradually, right? You want it, and that is a topic that I'm actually working on. When is the right time to introduce an outside person to our lifestyle? So that will be a conversation that's coming up in the future. But for the short answer of it, you really need to take baby steps with that individual, you know, share some insight, maybe some of your history, maybe you're watching a movie that has, you know, some swinger tendencies in it and it sparks a conversation. You know, there's ways that you can do it that doesn't make them feel overwhelmed, not good enough. 
and whatever other emotions that could come from that ask, you've did you've done it in a really nice, diligent, uh, gradual, not in your face way. So stay tuned for additional communications on this topic because it is a really important one. Okay, so J995, love from Holland. Oh, hi in Holland. Okay, okay, we're asking if are any of your kinks bisexual men? So I don't really have kinks in that kind of way. I don't know. I'm more like, you know, I guess maybe fingering is a kink. I'm not entirely sure, but I do love that. My partner is a huge fan of the stretching. So I guess I've gotten to the point where, you know, almost fisting and stuff like that is more of like some of my things. I do like some of the slapping and some more down and dirty. If you're familiar with Bonnie Rotten as a porn star, that's that's my directions of like kink and how I feel. She's a little down and dirty and that's what I would love. Sensation Rick says, so are you in your own private bubble? Well, I do try and keep myself in a private bubble. Yeah, because for me, I have to kind of switch my positions and what I'm doing for the day. At the events, it's very difficult for me. Not so much anymore. And I've been doing a lot of conversation about this on my podcast about finding the balance between being at the event and being able to be a little bit more free other than manning the boutique and all that other stuff. And I'm doing so much better at that. So... To answer your question, I'm trying to come out of the bubble and be a little bit more in it, but it's very hard and it's very overwhelming, so maybe I'll stay in it. So Jedi Play says, I totally agree, absolutely. And I think that that's about just all the previous conversations we were having. Sensation Rick says, I believe the pressure is on time is often limited. limited. I'm not exactly sure. I believe the pressure is on time. Is often I'm not exactly sure what that means. And great sex depends on time, moment, and mood. Well, I'm a huge fan of when the stars and moon align, you'll know that it's a play composition you want to be in. I only have that mentality, though, because when I met my partner, he was mind-bender parties, and I had to make a decision at that moment in time on whether or not I was going to explore this lifestyle or if I was not going to. And knowing that... I could, you know, knowing that he wasn't going to walk away from any of this stuff, I had so many questions that I, I needed to understand before I actively would say that I would participate in the lifestyle. He always said to me, when the stars and moon align, you'll know it's a scenario that you want to be in. And I will tell you, up until this moment in time, I have kept that with me. And I have not had a bad play scenario since I've started. There was one wonky one. And this is why I don't play in the club either, because I did bang somebody on the first night meeting them. And it was just a whole, it was a whole thing. It wasn't bad, but it didn't work out in the best ending. You know, my partner was like, all right, we got to wrap this up because it's just not really working out. And I felt bad for that because I know that, you know, things like that happen and it's not anybody's fault. But I recognized after some time that when I set up these compositions, as I mentioned earlier, about being in my own personal space and at home and being and surrounding myself with those play partners that I know that I can be openly, vulnerably sexual with. I think that that's a key right there. I think that people miss the reason why they want to be a swinger. And that's the first thing that you need to make sure that you identify and you hold that true to yourself, right? I want to be a swinger because I thoroughly love sex and I thoroughly love 
just the sexuality and sensuality and amazing feelings that it all brings you but I only want them to be in the most maximized amazing way right if it's going to be mediocre to me I could go inside and I could bang my man and he'll totally fucking fly my socks off right and I don't need that little extra thing that was going to be mediocre so I always ensure that like those fucking stars and moons are aligning every single time I play and that is exactly the motto I go for so whether it's three months in between me fucking somebody or one week, I still always keep that motto. And I don't put pressure on myself on the timelines in between everything because that's not why I'm here. I'm here to fuck and have an explosive memory of this experience, not just to say, oh, I got a dick stuck in me. You know what I mean? So Mr. and Mrs. KS is saying, can you give us examples of types of questions you ask when you meet a new couple? So I've already gone through the first, how long have you been part of the LS? That would be the first. Second, what are your relationship dynamics? Third, what are hard nose and boundaries. You have to remember not everybody plays like you. Not everybody wants to be choked. Not everybody wants to be spit on. Maybe you can only do missionary. Maybe there's something that triggers you that your play partner needs to know that they can't do that. So understanding what the boundaries and play limits are of the other couple or individual is super important. So how long have you been in part of the LS? What are your relationship dynamics, hard nose and boundaries? And it kind of goes into that play style. I would say that that's all all the same kind of conversation. So between your kinks, are you sensual? Are you super vanilla basic? Do you just do like soft swapping? Things like that. So understanding the composition of what their boundaries and play styles are to match yours. And then once you figure that out, as we mentioned earlier on in the show, you can make that determination at that moment in time whether or not you can adapt your play play. Um, needs and wants to what they're willing to give you. Let's see. We have a next question. Where is your clinic located? I'm not sure what that is. How would you react to a couple who you have chatted for a while as a couple and when you meet in social, wait, when you, when you meet up for social drinks, you feel that they are not into anything further. As I have a friend couple who felt really bad and wanted to leave the lifestyle after such a scenario. Well, listen, I think that we have to be really open-minded here. So when you are on social media, you can be anybody you want. In addition to what happens if you have social anxiety? What happens if you're a better communicator by writing? And maybe you're a little bit more awkward in person and don't have the communication skills that you do have from a written from a written standpoint. There's a lot of different things that can happen between social media and real life, not to mention all the filters and all those crazy things that we do to enhance ourselves and stuff. So for me, meeting people online and social media is really not my recommended approach to things because for that very particular reason, you don't know how that's gonna go. And you can't be offended if you meet up and the chemistry is just not jiving. Yeah, hey, you could be flirtatious and do anything that you want behind a screen. But it's a different thing when you have to really match your personality and chemistry in real life. Mizzy's Boutique, your alternative adult shop. Looking for a naughty novelty gift? Then look no further. Mizzy'sBoutique.com Subscribe to our mailing list to receive updates on sales and new products.
Not everybody is going to get along. I always use the example of how long did it take you to find your husband or wife? It takes a while for you to date and find those that you think that you'd be attracted to and want to have more intimacy with. Sometimes that stuff doesn't happen overnight. And part of being your best lifestyle self is accepting the fact that you're going to be rejected and probably more times than you're going to be accepted. And that's not because you're a bad person or there's anything wrong with you. It's just that everybody's chemistry is very different. And to find the compatibility, you have to be really patient with. Sensation Rick. Since couples have limited time, expect that thin things need to happen at this planned event date. Well, you know, I don't really like the whole planning of date things because I also find that that puts a lot of pressure on things. For an example, if you're going to come to a Mind Better Parties events, sure, you can go into there with the mindset of being like, oh my God, I'm going to be around so many sexual individuals and maybe there are going to be people fucking around me and maybe this is going to be happening. But I'm not going into it to say that I'm definitely doing any of those things. Number one, you've already put an expectation on the night. And if that's the case and it doesn't come through, you're going to be highly disappointed. Or you're going to put so much pressure on the night that you're going to be very forceful in the fact of finding a play scenario that maybe is not going to end really well. You've got to go into it with an open mind of like, I'm just going into a sexual environment and I'm going to let things flow the way that it's going to. And hopefully, you know, if not, I'm not saying to your own self, I'm saying to you now, hopefully then with you having that mindset and attitude, it will organically just happen and won't be forced. I notice that I'm always like, oh, you know what? This is, this person's going to be at the event. And then I get like excited that they're going to be at the event. And then I either get my period or my belly's not feeling good or they're in a weird state of mind. You know, like anything can happen from point A to point B in this lifestyle. So alleviating all those expectations as to how or what you're thinking is going to happen really needs to be minimized because I think that that's what creates the most explosive scenarios when you least expect it and it just happens organically and those stars and moon align boom okay next one couple nine 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 five any tips for a new young couple in the lifestyle that is looking for a connection yeah so for any new couples i think that you should do exactly what you're doing now you definitely should just be educating yourself watch the scene pick up on how people are interacting, what's the language, because we do have our own lingo. Are there Facebook groups? Are there, I mean, I know that there's Discord and MeWe, and there's all these different freaking places all over social media now where you can interact with swingers. This is the best bet for you because, you know, younger couples are all over social media right now. This is how we live. This is how we thrive. So we're everywhere on social media. I think that once you start to establish your name out there per se and like engage in communities, you'll find it easier to create those connections because not only are you kind of just like feeling your way around and observing and understanding how the lifestyle works, you're also finding those that have the same kind of mentality as you. You'll figure out eventually those that play like you, those that have similar interests as you, and those that are in the same area as you, and you'll be able to start to build your connections that way. And then also come to the events like meet and greets or our events specifically are really great for everybody because it's more club and it's, so it's more like party-like and swinger. So we have our entire dungeon set up. We also have 
um, private and open play spaces, but we also have an entire club where it's like a dance party. So you could be in the sexual environment, but disconnected from it also. So it gives you a good feel of what to expect and the vibes and energy around all of that. But definitely engaging in the community would be step one. Sensation Rick, I agree. In the moment and follow the mood. Mind men and parties are great fun, but we never expect anything. Yeah, you can't. You just gotta go in there and just be like, I'm just gonna chill and whatever. And nine times out of ten, there's fucking going on everywhere around us. So I, I would probably say that you're gonna have a good time when you come to the event when you release that expectation. Would lifestyle clubs be good for beginners? Listen, I think that anything would be good for beginners. It's all about your mentality and the way that you go into it, right? If you go into anything with an open mind and say, I'm just going to come here just to check it out and see what's going on and just observe, I'm going to be good with that and really wholeheartedly feel good with that. I think that that would be a great place for you to start because how else are you going to understand what it's like to be in that environment? How else are you going to understand if you like it or if you don't like it? And then also going to the clubs, you see so many other things that maybe you didn't necessarily exist. You know, maybe you don't know about the dungeon. Maybe you don't know about the spanking bench or the sling or the swing and the different things that you can do with it and how many sexual ways that you can fucking pounce on it and have a great time. So going to the clubs does open up your mind and perspective in so many different ways that I think is really important. But you just have to go in with the great mindset. No expectations, I'm just observing, and I'm just going to chill here for a minute and see what it's all about. Prem Joy 2005, how to approach a vanilla couple if they would be interested in swinging? Well, listen, I think that that really depends on where you're at and what the tonality is around you. Are they giving you vibes? Is it somebody that you just want to approach on your own? I feel like this is a little bit deeper of a conversation and I have to kind of put some thought on the appropriate ways to do it because I really do feel like it depends on what's happening around you and where you are and, and what sparked this entire thing. So I, I'm going to have to think about that one and then I'll get back to you, whether it's on this or build, maybe I'm going to do a whole entire show just on this because I would like to gain the perspective of others and how they've actually done it. So I'm just going to make a mental note of that and, um, approaching vanilla couples okay so i'm going to follow up on that milf lover says i have been in the ls for 10 plus years as a single and a couple as well there are a few there are um some there are some scenarios that i faced frequently when meeting other couples have been told that i'm so gentle to the level of being best friend rather than a swinging partner what is your comment on this should I be more aggressive in some meeting in a good way? I think that that's like a really personal question and I think that you need to answer what makes you feel good and what makes you feel validated as an individual. You know, maybe these couples are just not the ones for you and maybe they're just politely trying to tell you that they're just not interested on that level and that's their best way of doing it. But I do think that there is a point in time in the beginning of meeting a couple that you are allowed to share your interest in wanting to be with them. Hey, we've been chatting for a little while. I'm not trying to be forward here, but I'm just laying out where I am through the progression of our conversations and everything. I would very much enjoy being in the company of the both of you if that's something that you're interested in. So I think that putting it 
out there kind of in the beginning, not the first message, not at, you know, first three conversations, maybe like after you've conversated with them for a short minute and, you know, have gotten a good flow for you to understand if you want to play with them or not. There is a way for you to present it where you can get your honest feedback. But I would just say I would not take that comment personally. I would take it as that was a really nice way for them to say you're an amazing human. It's just not sexually compatible and just keep on being your best self and not changing who you are because you don't want to change what makes you feel good for as an individual just to fuck somebody. You want to stay who you want to stay that nice loving soft person the lifestyle is about accepting all of us as we are and not changing who we are for anybody so stay strong in the way that you are in life and just do your thing and that is what i can say for that yento 37 what if one part of a couple wants to swing but the other doesn't then unfortunately you can't be a swinger because you got to respect your partner And if you don't, not respecting your partner, maybe this is the best way to say it. You could really want to be a swinger and your partner doesn't. Now at that moment in time, you need to make that decision. Is swinging really that important to me over my relationship? If swinging is that important to you, well, then it's time for you to exit your relationship and go about your business, you know, the way that you feel fit to live your life. And you have the right to do that. We don't want to hurt anybody along the way, but we also want to be true to our own selves. So you have to make that determination. But at no point in time can you force your partner to want to be in this lifestyle. It's a very messy place. And if they're not emotionally ready for it, you can't force that on them and you can't make them do that. So that's one that you're going to have to take a step back and say, I'm really sorry. It sounded great, but it's just not in my cards. Sensation Rick says, the loft in New York is a great place for swingers. You know, I've never gone there, actually. I've never gone to a swingers club in New York at all, truthfully. I've just really gone out of state. (laughs) A lot of places out of state, as a matter of fact. Just not here in my own backyard. Milf Lover says, thank you very much. I totally understand that. Fantastic. So PJ is saying, is asking if I'm a swinger. Yes, I am a swinger. I'm very choiceful on who I swing with. We probably have had more MFMs over couple swaps. Definitely some more single female actions and stuff like that. I mean, I guess it's even across the board from what our activities are, but on a more consistent basis and more times, I've had more MFMs than couple swaps, just if we needed to put it out there on on what your question really is. And so it is a really tough choice and it is something that you're going to have to work through. So I do wish you all the best of luck in that. And I do hope that, you know, it works out in the way that you really want it to. Next, going on to some of the questions that you should be asking play partners. I thoroughly enjoy the conversation that's going on with everybody. So thank you so much. I know that it's not specifically all on the questions, but it's all the same topic and it's all intertwined, so it's all really great. So thank you so much for keeping it going and just being lively. The next thing that you want to definitely ask a play partner is about allergies. A lot of people have sensitivities to different lubes or different condoms. I personally feel like if you're one of those that have one of those sensitivities, it should be your responsibility to be bringing the protection that works best for you and then sharing it out with everybody. Um, You shouldn't have the expectations that everybody's going to even have that knowledge 
uh, to think that way and be prepared for it. So you all, so you just want to make sure if that is one of the things that's, you know, sensitive for you that you do that. For me, I really only like the silicone Swiss Navy lube. So we make sure that we have that at all times. And the reason being is because it is the only thing that really doesn't agitate me and doesn't make me feel uncomfortable the next day. So we always make sure that we have that for things that are going to be enjoyable for us. That would be the next thing that I would keep in mind. And then of course, I mentioned it early on in the show about STDs and testing and stuff like that. You do want to ask your play partners and there are ways for you to carry your test with you on your, you know, phone app. There are very, you know, numerous different ways for you to be able to share that and it's not an un Um, heard of question to ask if you really strongly feel that you want to know when the last time was and what all the answers are that is your right as the person that is going to be fucking to ask to see those tests so these are some of the things that I think are super important to be asking new play partners when you meet them whatever your timeline is on figuring out whether or not they're going to be a play partner I want to add in an example of something uh, that I recently just went through. There's a difference between sharing your boundaries and all these different questions than actually solidifying whether or not you are going to play with them. I think that there needs to have be two solid conversations. You need to have this conversation of all of these questions and there's probably more that you can think of from an own, your own personal need to ask your play partners. And then after you've gotten through all of that and you have officially decided that you want to play with them, then you have that next conversation of like, thank you so much for going through all this with me. It made me feel really comfortable. I would really enjoy being with you. And then you solidify the fact that you actually wanna play with them. I recently came into something where there was not that solidification of, yes, we're taking that next step. And things got a little bit messy. I was a little bit caught off guard. I didn't realize we were at that place. We didn't even have these full conversations yet. And things got a little bit bumpy. So I think that there needs to be that solid communication up front of like, hey, yeah, I think that you're awesome. I haven't decided yet if we're going to play or not. I have all these questions for you. Okay, great. I'm ready to play. Are you in that same boat? So the conversation needs to be continuous. Again, like I said, some have more time over others and it really depends on what it is that you're looking for from the situation. Just don't rush it if you don't want to. If you feel like there's more conversation that needs to be had, that is your right as the individual who's making the decision to swing to ask as many questions as you want. Do you think the LS is more for women, female or male? Ah, so I think that the women, I think that the women lead the LS and the men are there for an enjoyable ride. I think that women are able to find play partners a lot faster and quicker than the men. I think that in married relationships, the same exact scenario, I think that women have more of an opportunity to play over the men, which causes some unbalanced behaviors. I think that women are a lot, it's a lot more acceptable 
is the way to say it, to be bisexual. So you have a lot more encouragement of that behavior. And you're at the club and you see two women kind of like flirting and, and dancing and whatever. I think that people are more attracted to that kind of scene. So I do think on those particular instances, it is more female led and there's more of an opportunity for the females in the lifestyle, which is really unfortunate and I hate that. But based on my experience and everything that I've watched and seen, I'd say that that's a pretty accurate statement across the board. So one of the reasons why I really like doing a lot of conversation around the single gentleman in the lifestyle is because they're not accepted as much and they should be balanced, right? And they should be welcomed as much as anybody else should. And so for me, I do try and have the conversations where we're all balanced across the board because nobody's perfect and we all have our oopsie moments and we all have those moments where we need to learn. So stigmas definitely make it more difficult for the men also, I think. All right, so we are close to the end here. It is 5.20 and I've gone through all of the preliminary questions that I wrote down and absorbed from different community members through various discussion points. If there's anything else from the viewers right now, I will give you a minute if you wanna write something in. If not, then we'll probably come to an end on here because I don't wanna just leave you for the next 10 minutes just sitting here and I don't really wanna just try and fill the time either. Next question that just came through is, it is easier to find a girlfriend than it is for a single to match with couples or single women. Oh, is it easier to find a girlfriend than it is for a single to match with couples or single women? I don't know. I think it's all the same, right? Whether it's just lifestyle or vanilla, you're still trying to find your compatibility with others. I think it's just within the approach that you need to be mindful of. And that's one of the things that I encourage all the time is approaching things gently, right? You don't want to be a bull in the china shop. You don't want to lead with a picture of your dick. You don't even want to talk about your dick until like maybe 10 conversations down because nobody gives a fuck. And I think that that's some of the things that some of the men forget about when they're starting conversations through Messenger. I can tell you for sure that nine times out of 10, and I've said that so many times throughout this conversation, the gentlemen that pop into my inbox start out with the most outrageous comments. And it's like, why do you think one would respond to something like that? I think a more normal thing would be to say, hey, I saw your photo. I don't know, you looked lovely. I don't even know what the fuck it would be, but it's not something degrading and not something like irrational and not something crazy, just like a normal person coming into your inbox. And so guys, if you're listening to this, just be more graceful. More graceful is what the answer should be. Oh my God, uh, delicious poison. I curse so much that it is unbelievable. I try to do better on lives, but uh, it just comes free flowing. So it's fuck this and fuck that. <laughs> it is what it is. It's just part of my charm. Okay, so is in is on here the only place I can follow you? No, as a matter of fact, you can find me on all social media platforms under Mizzy Bender. 
every platform you can possibly imagine, you will probably find me under it. And I would love for you to go and follow me because I'm having a little bit of an issue with my algorithms these days on um, Facebook and Instagram. So if you do find me, <laughs> go pop a comment under. And I am doing another raffle for my podcast, The Mizzy Bender Show. If you find one of my social posts, you can post, if you tag three people and go follow it on Podbean, you'll be entered into the raffle and you'll see all of that. So there are ways for you to engage and interact with me aside from here. But if you do like this platform and love this interaction as much as I do, come and back on the 19th. On the 19th, we're going to be talking about protecting your unicorn. And that came out of the last month or so. We have been traveling with our own sweet unicorn. And it's given me an awareness from a much different perspective on some scenarios that have happened that made me red flag and say we need to do a topic on this. So I have a podcast coming out with her and I both going through what our perspective is, what mine is from protecting her and what hers is as the actual unicorn. And then I'll kind of do my own kind of segment and thoughts and whatnot about it on the 19th on here independently. So as I mentioned, if there's something that you want to hear about more of or totally different than this topic here, send me a message or email me at mizzybender at outlook.com and you can submit whatever you want there. You can also go back to my blogs. I have a ton of different morning shows that you can watch and kind of just get yourself a little bit more educated. There's a lot of different topics on there. Uh, so there's a lot of different places. Thank you for asking me that. Millflower, what is the info you're looking for in SM profiles as a couple? Or what is good and bad to post in a profile? Okay, so that one actually is going to be an entire new subject matter. There's so much to cover on that that I will make that the first episode in October when we come back. So that would make it, I think we're on the second and fourth Tuesdays of the month. So the next one that we go into for October, I'll do a whole segment on the profiles. I know that that's a long time from now, um, but you can message me on the side if you have like super specific questions, uh, if you need help right now. Um, I'd be more than happy to do that offline with you and, and try and help navigate through that. But in the meantime, I will build an entire show on it. Um, I'm just writing that down. Okay, so 523. We're coming close to the end here. Are there any other topics that anybody would like to throw into uh, the mix here? Because then it will give me the opportunity to start working on it and building the show concepts. Awesome. Just writing that down. This has been a really great show. I really appreciate you guys jumping in here and having such enthusiastic, engaging conversation. It does make the flow of these things go so much easier. And just knowing that you're able to reciprocate back with some thoughts makes my heart smile so much. PJ is saying, is it appropriate to say how beautiful and how professional you sound? I really appreciate that. That feedback makes my heart smile even more. And things like that are encouraging because everybody wants to know that they're doing a good job and that they're providing some valuable information. So thank you for being so kind in that way. Sweet and spicy. How's the intersection of the lifestyle and BDSM and kink? Ooh, that's a good one. I actually started thinking about different concepts for this show in that manner. Um, I recently, I did a, um, a, a different podcast with somebody and I wanted to bring her on and, and become more educated. So I'm going to work on the integration of that also, because I think that there's 
a lot of crossover between the lifestyle and BDSM, especially now because you got a lot of those swinksters, but the education behind how to collide them is super critical. So another one I'm adding onto the list, intersections of swing and king. Swing, king, yeah, well, BDSM. These are all really great topics. Thank you. Next topic should be your story in the LS, BDSM, or other ones. I mean, I can do an in, I, I can do my story on here if you want. I can't do it for the next one just because we are um, already scheduled in with the promotional aspects of the unicorn. So let me figure out what this flow will be and take it from there. Maybe for October, what we'll do is the profile lineup and then the last one of the month, I can go through my entire story of how I got here. It is it is a really great one. It is a two-part journey on my podcast. So if you did go find the Mizzy Bender show on whatever network you listen to, you, can, you will hear the journey. It would probably be fun to do an updated version of it just because so much has transpired since that those last recordings but it is really great i do have a super corporate background i supported the ceo and president of north america and our cfo and a lot of our different c-suite people which my partner's like nobody knows what c-suite means but you know it's pretty much all of the chief executives of a multi-billion dollar international company um was was my job for a really long time so this kind of just was a transition point for me five years ago very interesting story i think that you would love it so go listen to it spnsq don't you think single men get a bad rap why don't sites have a prohibitionary period for them to coach them up. You know, I really love that idea. Single men coaching. Hmm. Maybe I'm going to put my own program together for you guys. I do have some segments on my podcast about single men and some tips and stuff like that. If you wanted to go and listen to it there also. If there's something specific though that you think should have more awareness from the single men aspect, send me a message. And then again, I can build around that also and continue on from there. But I do think that you're absolutely on point about having um, a little coaching segment for them. Maybe what I can do is just put together super bullet point direct messaging that could be found you know on my website or whatever and just kind of push you guys to there to watch that as that and work with SDC here and maybe get it up on here somewhere so that's a really great takeaway I love that so much all right you guys let's see where we at best places or clubs single man should go to really experience the LS from my experience Well, that one's a tough one because not all clubs allow single gentlemen. So that's really the determination of the area that you're in and what that club allows. So unfortunately, I feel like that would be a little bit more of your homework. I can try and find a listing of that. Somebody's mentioning Trapeze. Um, I've never been to Trapeze, although I've heard really great things about that location. I'm not familiar with it. So maybe I can educate myself as a takeaway on the different clubs and be able to add that into this single gentleman coaching period that we're going to be of like, hey, go check out these places. We do accept single men at Mindbender parties. We do balance it between how many people are in attendance versus how many single gentlemen are allowed to come into the venue. But our environment is very warm and welcoming to everybody. So I think that that's a really great place to go. If you are in the Northeast, we host in Rhode Island. So, you know, 
look out for us, mymenandparties.com. Listing for single men. Great. So I have a few takeaways from this show. That is approaching vanilla couples in the lifestyle, profiles, and what should be added into them, the intersection between swinging and BDSM, a single male coaching segment that includes maybe not within, but at the tail end as a ta- um, as some sort of written takeaway is a listing for single men in the lifestyle on where they can go and be accepted and have a good time. I think these are all really great movement forward. So thank you so much for that. I really appreciate diving into this and being able to build these concepts out for you. In the meantime, if you think of anything further, go find me on social media, start interacting with me, kind of come get to know me. So when we have these live sessions, it will be so much better as we kind of go along and just learn and grow together. Go find me, mizzybender.com, and you'll see all the event listings and everywhere that you'll be able to find me in the upcoming months. And who the heck else knows what? Come hang out. Love your picks on other platforms. Thank you so very much. All right, you guys, I think that that's it. So in t- hold on one second, Millflower says, what a great show, and it's a pleasure being with you for your last hour, for the last hour. Thank you so much. I look forward to hanging out with you further in the future and getting to know you so much more and learning the things that I can educate you on because it was really great having your thoughts and you being part of the show also. So until next time, you guys, I'll talk to you super soon. The Mizzy Bender Show, where no topic is off limits. Join your host, the one and only Mizzy Bender, as she talks everything sex, curiosities, fantasies, and more. Subscribe to our mailing list to receive the latest event listings and updates.